Hello there, and welcome to 30 Days of Grem. In today's episode, we'll take a look at a genie and what powerful things he could do for a young, ambitious student. Check it out in episode 12, The Spirit in the Bottle. There was once a poor woodcutter who toiled from morn till late at night. At last, when he had managed to save some money, he said to his son, You are my only child. I will now spend the money that I have earned from the sweat of my brow on your education. If you learn something honest, you will be able to support me in my old age, when my limbs have grown stiff and I must sit at home all day. So the boy went to college and worked hard, so much so that he earned his master's praise and stayed there for some time. When he had studied at several schools, but was not yet perfect in all things, the little pittance that his father had earned ran out, and the young man was forced to return home. Ah, said the father sorrowfully, there's nothing more I can give you, and in this time of dearth, I can't earn a farthing more than our daily bread. Dear father, answered the son, please don't trouble your mind about it. If it is God's will, it will all turn out for the best. I will soon adjust to it somehow. When the father was about to go out into the forest to earn some money by chopping wood and selling it for bundles of firewood, the son said, I'll come along and help you. Oh, but my son, said the father, you will find it rough going. You're not used to heavy work, and you won't stand it for long. Besides, I have only one axe and no money to buy another with. Go to our neighbor, suggested the son. He will lend you an axe till I have earned enough to buy one for myself. So the father borrowed an axe from his neighbor, and the next morning at daybreak, they went out into the forest together. The son helped his father and was quite nimble and energetic doing the work. Soon the sun was right overhead, and the father said, We will have a rest and take our midday meal. After that, we will get on as well as ever. The son took his bread in his hand and said, You have a rest, father. I am not tired. I will wander about and look for birds' nests. Oh, you foolish boy, said the father. Why do you want to move about? You will be tired and will no longer be able to even raise your arm. Stay here and sit down with me. However, the son did go into the forest. He ate his bread there and was very cheerful and peered among the green branches to see if he might discover a nest. He went here and there until at last he came upon an awesome oak, which certainly was many hundreds of years old. Not even five men could have spanned it with their arms outstretched. He stood looking at it and thinking, many a bird must have built its nest here. All of a sudden, he thought he heard a voice. He listened and heard someone calling out with a truly muffled sound, let me out, let me out. He looked all round but discovered nothing, yet the voice seemed to be coming from underground. And he called back, where are you? The voice answered, I am held between near the roots of the oak. Let me out, let me out. The student started clearing the space under the tree and looked about among the roots until at last he found a glass bottle in a small hollow. He lifted it up and held it to the light. He saw a thing shaped like a frog leaping up and down inside of it. Let me out, let me out, it cried again. And the student, with no thought of evil, took the plug out of the bottle. At once, a spirit rose out of it and started to grow and grew so fast that in moments he stood before the student half as tall as the tree by which he was standing. Do you know, it cried in a truly terrible voice, what your reward is for letting me out? 
No, answered the student fearlessly. How should I know? I will tell you, cried the giant. I shall have to break your neck for freeing me. Well, you ought to have told me before, answered the student. Then I should have left you shut inside. But my head shall stand firm for all you can do. This is an affair of more people than one. More people here, more people there, cried the spirit. You shall have your due reward. Do you imagine that I was shut up in there for such a long time for a favor? No, it was my punishment. I am the high and mighty Mercurius. Whosoever lets me out must have his neck broken. Go easy, not so fast, answered the young man. I can hardly believe that it was you who was shut in that small bottle and that you are a real spirit. If you can really get back into that bottle, I will believe you, and then you can have your way and do with me as you like. Ha, that's but a trifling trick for me, said the spirit haughtily. He drew himself up and made himself as thin and small as he had been before. Then he crept in through the neck of the bottle. Scarcely was he that the young man pressed in the cork that he had drawn out and threw the bottle under the roots of the oak tree, back to where it had been before. So doing, he got the better of the spirit. The student wanted to go back to his father, but the spirit cried so plaintively, Oh, do let me out, do let me out. No, answered the scholar, not a second time. Once caught again, I would not let out anybody who has sought to deprive me of my life. Set me free, cried the spirit, and I will give you such riches that you will have enough for the rest of your life. No, answered the scholar, you will cheat me the same as you did the first time. You are throwing away your good fortune, said the spirit. I won't harm you in any way, but will give you a rich reward. The scholar thought, I will risk it. Perhaps he will keep his word, and I am always a match for him. Thereupon he took out the stopper, and the spirit ascended as he did the previous time, blew himself up in all directions, and became as big as a giant. Now, you shall have your reward, he said, and handed the student a small piece of rag, just like a plaster, and said, if you rub a wound with the other end, the wound heals. And if you pass it over steel or iron with the other end, it will turn them into silver. I must try it first, said the student, and he went up to a tree, tore off a piece of bark with his axe, and smeared it with one end of the plaster. At once it closed over and was healed. Well, you've spoken the truth, he said to the spirit, and now we can part. The spirit thanked him for his deliverance, and he in turn thanked the spirit for his gift and returned to the father. Where have you been roaming? The father scolded him. How did you come to forget your work? I knew from the first you would be a good for nothing. Don't worry, father. I'll make up for it. Look, I'm going to chop that tree down. He took the plaster, smeared the axe with it, and dealt the tree a powerful blow. But the iron axe head had turned into silver, and the edge was too soft. Look here, father. What a bad axe you've given me. It is no good at all. The father got a fright and said, Oh, what have you done? I'll have to pay for the axe, and I don't know how I can. That's all the good I have got from your work. Don't get angry, answered the son. Anyhow, I will pay for the axe. Oh, you silly ass, cried the father. Where will you get the money to pay for it? You have nothing beyond what I give you. These are students' pranks sticking in your head, but of woodcutting, you have no idea. A moment later, the son said, Father, you see I can work no more. We'd better call it a day. What, he replied. Do you mean to say I should sit with my hands in my lap like you? I must go on working. You can pack up and go home. Father, pleaded the student, I am in the wood for the first time, and I don't know my way alone. 
Please come along with me. His anger abated. The father finally allowed himself to be persuaded and went home with the son. Then he said to the boy, Go and sell the wretched axe, and mind you get something for it. The rest I must earn and pay my neighbor. The son took the axe into the town to a silversmith. He tested it, laid it on the scales, and said, It is worth four hundred thalers, but I haven't got as much in cash. The son said, Give me what you've got. I will wait for the rest. So the silversmith gave him three hundred thalers and remained a hundred in his debt. The son went home and said, Father, I have got the money. Go and ask the neighbor what he wants for the axe. That I know already, answered the old man. One thaler and six groschen. Well, give him two thalers and twelve groschen. That is double and should be enough. See, I have money galore. And he gave his father a hundred thalers, saying, You shall never go short again. Live in comfort and ease. My goodness, how have you come by such riches, said the father. Then his son related how it all came about, and how trusting in his luck he had come to make such a good bargain. With the rest of the gold, he went to college again and continued his studies. And because he was able to heal all wounds with his plaster, he became the most famous doctor in the world.